This is Talking with the Gravy Train on Ski Tracks, the latest in Nordic ski talk and news. And now your host, Peter Graves. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Talking with the Gravy Train. I'm your host, Peter Graves. And today, our special guest, Keegan Randall, is with us on the telephone from Anchorage, Alaska. Keegan has uh, been traveling all over, but Keegan, uh, why don't we chat a little bit about what has been going on uh, recently? You've been to ski balls and you uh, were in Minneapolis. Uh, just fill us in, because uh, I know you just got home last night. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great to be back home, but I've had a, a really fun three weeks. I was down in Park City, Utah uh, with our national team camp, um, doing some testing and some training down there. And then I got to spend uh, Friday in Chicago. Uh, the USC team hosts a, a ball there every year, so got to meet a lot of our supporters and have a good time. And then on Saturday, I went over to Minneapolis and got to meet a bunch of skiers at the CC store um, and show off some of the new Yoko products. And then uh, even got to catch the, the Warren Miller film on Saturday night there in Minneapolis and uh, now I'm back home. Oh, cool. So you've been doing some traveling and moving around. When is the next time you go on the road, Keegan? Uh, we're leaving just three weeks from now. Um, so this is kind of a practice run of getting packed and unpacked and getting that road lifestyle going. Um, so I'm Looking forward to having three more weeks at home, and then it's going to be four months solid on the road. Yeah, and so once again, uh, the Christmas holidays, you'll stay in Europe. Will you Will you go back to Davos again? Yeah, I'm going to spend Christmas in Davos with my husband, and I uh, may have a good uh, friend come over and spend some time with us, and then uh, meet back up with the team to tour the ski. Okay, well, great. So um want to talk, uh, cover some ground here, but uh, want to chat about uh, Matthew Futterman's article in the Wall Street Journal uh, not long ago, uh, talking about Sochi. And uh, uh, what is your take on that? And first of all, let me ask you by saying, how did that article come to be, Keegan? Well, Matthew's taken, a, taken an interest in the cross-country team um, kind of since, since Vancouver, since we really started to kind of break through and, and have top results, and especially coming into the Olympics with the medal chances. So he checks in with me occasionally, and, you know, we hadn't had a chance to really catch up after Sochi, so he was just kind of curious as to, since I've had some time, what was my take on, on what happened in Sochi and where I was going to go from there. So we had a little long interview, and um, it was good, and I just kind of explained some of the things that I thought had led into, uh, yeah, not quite hitting my goals in Sochi, and then also just where I'm planning to go um, post-Sochi. Uh, so it's good to catch up. I don't think we hit, yeah, I don't feel like everything got quite included in the article like I wanted, but it was at least uh, good to kind of explain, um, you know, all they went into in Sochi and, and kind of um, the lessons we've learned and, and how that's really given us motivation to just keep pushing forward. And um, so the article, uh, while uh, sort of a revelation to a lot of people, uh, it certainly wasn't a revelation to you, you you lived through this, but it, it it in fact became, I think, a rather newsworthy article. Uh, it, it definitely was. I mean, it caught a lot of attention. I, I've been hearing from people all over, all over the country. And, uh, you know, what was unique about the experience going into Sochi is I think we had, we had so much confidence coming in. We'd done all the, all the right homework kind of filling in, but it was just kind of a freaky six weeks leading into the actual games themselves. And, there were a couple of things that were, uh, you know, pretty innocent in and of, them, of themselves, you know, things we would just normally do that just kind of threw me off track a little bit. And it ended up being a bit of a perfect storm, just a lot of little things that on their own probably wouldn't have been a big deal. But altogether, uh, when you're trying to perform on one day, 
um, just kind of knocked me off my game a little bit. So, um, you know, I had to go back and make sure my teammates didn't think that I the scavenger hunt they they organized for me, which was super awesome. You know, I wasn't blaming that in any way uh, for my uh, performance in Sochi. Um, it was just kind of one of those crazy things. And so I think what the article was good for is it just really shows, like, you know, we put so much emphasis on the Olympics. And of course, we want to perform on that day when the, when the whole world is trying to be at their best. But the reason those Olympic medals are so special and so elusive is because it does take everything going just right. And um, we certainly came in in a better position than we've ever been, and I was just so excited and so confident going in. Um, so I think it's good for everyone to kind of hear the story um, that goes into those performances on those days so they can kind of appreciate where our team um, has really come from and where we're still going. Yeah, indeed. Um Sochi, for you, uh, what are what are the cautionary tales? Maybe what are what are a couple of things that because because I know you well enough to know that you apply to the future what you've learned and and so I ask what what were perhaps the some of the lessons you learned about Sochi that you might apply to the next Olympics or or World Championships for that matter. Sure. Well, um, coming coming into the the Olympics with so much um, attention on on a chance to get a medal certainly gave me some really incredible opportunities to talk about the sport and to build build some some new fans um, for cross country skiing. But it also came with a lot of extra demands, um, a lot of more media interviews and, and appearances and things. So uh, I, I guess I've gained a lot more experience in how to manage that new level of attention um, and use it in the, in the most positive way you can without letting it sidetrack training too much. I mean, I, I still felt like I was able to get in the preparation that I wanted to, um, even with all those extra things. So that was that was a really good experience to go through. I don't think anyone in our team had ever been in that position before, so that was new territory. Um, I also just continued to learn um, how I perform as an athlete and how I find my peak at championships. And um, the year before, I'd come, off, come into the season recovering from a stress fracture, um, started the season really well, and so we felt like, oh, wow, maybe that taking taking a little rest uh, that the injury forced me to do was maybe a good thing. So coming into the Olympics, we, we kind of erred on the side of a little bit more rest and a little bit more training. Um, one, I think, in fact, uh, I, I maybe dialed back my racing a little too much. So mm-hmm. I've learned that uh, I perform best when I'm, when I'm racing a lot and I'm doing a lot of distance racing as well as sprint racing. And that'll be something we apply going into this season. Um, and then it also just, comes down to, uh, you know, we're still getting better at our ski selection and our and our waxing and things like that. And, you know, Sochi really threw everybody for a loop. It was challenging conditions to get the skis right. Um, you know, I don't think we got my skis quite right. We, we certainly had high points on, on different parts of the team, but I just, that sprint day in particular, I didn't quite get uh, my skis dialed in. So to continue to work with my techs and, and try to get that figured out, but... I mean, overall, we know it's we know it's possible, but there's still a lot more work to do in terms of just how we come in uh, really prepared and um, to handle you know anything that gets thrown at us. And, um, so I I know that this experience definitely makes me stronger and um, will help me in the future. Yeah, and of course, uh, post Sochi, you went on to win another title, uh, and uh, I mean, so things picked up uh, at the end of the season, didn't they? Yeah, and that was one part that I that I was kind of disappointed didn't make it in the article um, because in reflecting on my season last year, uh, the one thing that was so important for me was having that overall sprint title. 
still out there to fight for after the Olympics. Um, if it had just ended in Sochi, uh, you would have ended the season feeling kind of dis- dis- disappointed. Um, but to have that, that cup to fight for, and, and really I, within a couple of weeks, I was able to kind of refine my form um, and, and really be in the fight and, and end the season on a high note. Um, so that was incredibly, incredibly important. And I, uh, yeah, it was just a little bummed that didn't make it in the article, but um, it's a, uh, it's of course the Olympics were my big goals last year, and I wanted to come home with the medal. But it still felt really uh, satisfying to be able to win that globe for the third year in a row, knowing how much that takes. You know, not just being good on one day, but being good day in and day out through the whole season, um, especially being a North American and being on the road. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I was really proud to be able to bring that home another year. Well, indeed, and we were certainly proud to have it uh, rest in the United States again uh, with you. So uh, tell me a little bit then. Uh, uh, how this past summer and, uh, you know, your transition to fall training has gone for you, Keegan? Uh, it's, it's been a good summer. You know, we I got to be home quite a bit, both in spring and summer. Um, and uh, the weather was actually really great in Alaska, so that was really nice. Um, there was a lot of kind of uh, emotional load from the Olympics that um, didn't, uh, didn't hit me in the spring like I would have uh, imagined. I, I kind of got... got started training again and was pretty feeling pretty motivated and inspired to kind of, uh, I don't know, redeem myself from the Olympics and, and really go towards the world championships. And I, and I hit the season pretty, uh, the training year pretty hard and it kind of caught up with me later in the summer. So I had to take a little bit of a break and kind of absorb everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, since that, I've been just kind of building back and feeling really good and had a great camp in Park City. So I think overall it's, it's been a really good training season and I think I'm more excited than I, uh, have been for a while to to really get get racing. Uh, got on snow for the first time today up here in Anchorage and felt really good. So oh, excited. wonderful, wonderful! What are what are the snow conditions like there? We got six inches of snow last week, and the Nordic Ski Club went out and packed it down. So it's uh, it's your typical early season skiing, kind of hard pack, a little bumpy. But um, I don't think I hit a single rock out there today and skied for two hours. Is um, this at Kincaid? It's, uh, we're actually skiing up a hillside. Oh, okay. Um, towards the mountains, got a little bit more snow, and it's made a little bit cooler. So I was really, really um, pumped to come back. Uh, I did my final, I guess, hopefully my final roller ski a few days ago in, in Park City, and now the transition here on snow at home is great. Oh, that's wonderful. And and now, Keegan, of course, you, you, you'll you go off to Europe, and uh, where is your first, uh, where do you go when you arrive in Europe uh, in three weeks? Well, I actually have a little uh, different itinerary than the rest of the team. Um, this spring, the FIS Council um, voted to have a, an athlete member present at the council meetings. And um, as the chair of the Athlete Commission, uh, it's my role to, to be that athlete position. So I'm actually dropping, stopping off in uh, Switzerland for a day to attend the council meeting, um, give the athletes a, a good voice, and then I'll head up to Munio, Finland to meet the team. We'll be there kind of doing our, our um, acclimation period, um, getting used to the time change in the snow, and then we'll head over to Ruka um, for the first World Cup weekend around Thanksgiving. Okay. And uh, World Championship year coming up uh, in February in Falun, um, and uh, obviously you want to be on top of your game there. I am. You know, my uh, like I said, after Sochi, I really felt... Uh, motivated to to prove to myself that I could perform well at a championship because I haven't quite hit, hit my stride like I wanted to the last few years. So um, following is a big goal for the season. Um, we'll be the defending world champion for the team sprint, which is really exciting. 
and uh, I'd like to go for an in- individual podium in the classic sprint. Um, ski a strong leg on the relay because we're still we're just knocking at the door of that podium. Um, so I'm really excited about Balloon, and I'm really excited to hear that the U.S. ski team will be streaming all the races live um, and on demand through the website. So we'll be able to uh, to share the experience with more Americans than we've ever had been able to before. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Now, Fallen is one of those places that I I never got to, uh, and and but I understand the courses there are pretty tough. There are some long uh, uphill climbs too, aren't there? Yep, we're gonna, we'll be going up the Murderbach in a few times. Right, it's a very challenging climb. Um, it also has some very challenging descents, which I like. Usually, uh, one of my strong points. Um, and they've really they've really engineered the courses there to be to be championship worthy, but to also be really fun for the spectators. You kind of duck and wind um, uh, through the same areas over and over. So the the fans should be able to see quite a bit of the race, and we'll be um, <clears throat> coming through the stadium a few times. So I think it's the atmosphere is just going to be really, really fun. And uh, our team has typically skied really well there at the end of the season. So uh, I think we're pretty fired up um, with the championships are there. Oh, that's great. And now, um, looking into your crystal ball a little bit, what what do you see perhaps happening between now and and uh, Pyeongchang? <laughs> well, that's been uh, it's been a lot of good soul searching this uh, this summer, but um, I just I still in love with uh, with the sport and the training, and I can see myself getting stronger and faster, and still have goals that I want to accomplish. Um, and the team is just so fun to be a part of right now. So I. I'm going to race full board through this season and um, go for some, go for those world championship medals, and then um, my husband and I are starting to start a family um, mm-hmm. for for the next Olympics. So uh, we're kind of looking at maybe that a possibility next year, um, which would require a season away from racing, um, but it would allow me to to uh, start that chapter of our lives and also possibly be a little bit more available and visible here in the U.S. Um, which could be kind of fun um, to go see the other side of the sport and then uh, return to racing in 2017 and, and go for the Olympics in, in Korea. No, that sounds that sounds wonderful. Um, and, uh, you know, we hope uh, the winter for you starts off uh, uh, very well and, and successfully. Is there anything else uh, we should need to know about, Keegan? Uh, I mean, like you said, we're really excited. The World Championships are going to be... Um, available for people to watch. Um, I think we, we've had some good excitement for that in Chicago already at the ski ball, so we're excited about that. We've got a couple days left of the drive for 25, um, and that's that's been a really successful campaign for us this year. We've, we've got to keep our, our pipeline full of, of up-and-coming skiers, so we really appreciate everybody who's helped support that program. And, yeah, just really excited to get things started in a couple of weeks. All right. Well, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so very much. Yes, likewise. All right, we wish Keegan Randall well as she heads out in three weeks for the beginning of the World Cup Tour. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm Peter Graves.